so I just I really wanted to spend more time at home like I would drop them off every day at the daycare and I would feel a little piece of me die inside basically because I just felt so sad leaving them and I was like you know he's gonna learn new things they're gonna take their first steps I'm not gonna be there I'm not gonna see it like what they eat for snack did they take a good nap like I want to know all these things welcome to the capital mom podcast I'm your host Stephanie Brinkley Each week, we hear from stay-at-home moms who earn at least $2,000 per month without having to miss out on any of the precious moments with their kids. I am so excited to introduce you to today's guest, Alex Edwards. Alex is a mom of two, a six-year-old and a three-year-old, and she is a Squarespace website designer helping other mompreneurs with beautiful and functional websites that tell their brand story and save time. She has been working from home since May of 2021 and started out as a VA. She now earns between three to $6,000 per month. She believes that your website is more than just a pretty brochure. It's truly an opportunity for you to make a lasting first impression connect emotionally with potential clients, and save you time with automation. Alex, thank you for being with us today. Yeah, thanks for having me, Stephanie. Well, I want you to just start out by telling us about your journey to becoming a stay-at-home and work-at-home mom, and how you said you've been doing this since May 2021, but just how did you get into this whole space? Yeah, so it really started back in the beginning of 2019, and I was working a corporate job, a nine-to-five, which was great. I had great benefits. It was great pay, Um, but I had my two kids, and my son, he was actually only one at the time, so I just, I really wanted to spend more time at home. Like, I would drop them off every day at the daycare, and I would feel a little piece of me die inside, basically, because I just felt so sad leaving them, and I was like, you know, he's going to learn new things. They're going to take their first steps. I'm not going to be there. I'm not going to see it. Like, what they eat for snack? Did they take a good nap? Like, I want to know all these things. So um, that's when I really, where it started was I got on Pinterest and I was like, what can I do from home and like make money on the side? And then that's when I learned about virtual assisting. And um, ironically, at the same time, my sister-in-law was doing the same thing I was. She was researching how to make money online. So we invested in a course um, together called the Virtual Assistant Academy. And I went through that and it was a great resource. And I started out virtual assisting. Um And I did it on the side. So I did it in the afternoons and on the weekends after my kids would go to sleep or, um, you know, I would get my husband to watch him a couple hours when I got home from work. And then I would work on getting new clients and helping them with tasks like social media, um, data entry and different tasks like that. So um, I did that for about a year and I wasn't making quite enough to quit my full time job. But I was making good money on the side. And I always just referred to it as, oh, that's my side hustle. That's my side hustle. And one of my clients actually had a Squarespace website. And she needed some help with that, like installing her blog and stuff like that. So I got into that. And I was helping her with that. And I was like, wow, I really like working in these websites. Like, 
this is my jam, like setting up all the tech for and then, you know, tweaking the design and things like that. So I was like, let me do a website for me first for my virtual assistant business. I did it and I loved building the website. I was like, this is great. And then I noticed after I built that website and I would reply to like job opportunities and Facebook groups and stuff like that. I was booking more calls because I had a website and I had designed it well and it had automations and made it easy for people to book with me. Um, so, yeah. So then I started gaining more clients and booked out as a VA. And I was like, you know, I think I want to pivot. And I was feeling like that. Then the beginning of 2020 hit and I actually lost a couple of my virtual assistant clients because it was like a global pandemic and we didn't know what was going to happen with their businesses or their clients. And I, you know, I have contracts in place, but I was like, you know, this is kind of strange. We've never been through this. You know, we can terminate contracts and then we'll pick back up when we know what's going on. It's supposed to be like a two week lockdown. And we were like, we'll catch back up in two weeks. Well, it didn't happen. And so then I decided, you know what? I want to be able to offer a service that I truly love, love, love doing and to help people and have these as projects. So I'm not relying on having monthly clients to, you know, have my income. So that's when I pivoted into website design and I invested in two more courses to become a website designer and learn more about tech and um, the functionality of a website and how it needs to be set up for success. And so when I started doing that, then I started booking out more clients. And after a year, so May 2021, I was making more than my nine to five income from my business. And I was like, you know, I wonder how this would be if I had 40 more hours to put into my business. So I decided um, to stop calling it a side hustle. And I said, this is my business. This is my future. And this is what's going to help me stay home with my babies and go on those field trips and take them to school every morning and pick them up and, you know, drop off, go to the Christmas parties and, you know, do all that and stay home with my son. So I said, you know, this is my business. This is my business. I'm CEO. This is my business. This isn't side hustle anymore. And then that's when I really had more confidence and I started booking more clients. Wow. So, yeah. That is such an incredible journey. And one, I mean, so many things that I love about what you said in there. But what really stood out to me was that you started by, you had this little vision in your head that you wanted to be able to um, find something that you could do from home. And you just started researching, like, what can I do? And then you made an investment. And I think that, at least for me, um, in the early days, I and and I was a little bit different than you because when I started staying home with my son, I obviously like I didn't even have a job or income, so I was relying solely on my husband's. And you did have this other job, so. But for me, I felt like I can't make an investment because what if this doesn't work? Did you have any mm -hmm. of those same fears when you made that very first investment into that virtual assisting course? Were you thinking like? What if I pay for this and then it doesn't work? And did you have the full support of your spouse or your partner? Yeah, so absolutely. And um, we were actually, I mean, we were, we've always had, you know, what we needed and we were able to, you know, buy and provide a home and, you know, buy groceries and have food on the table. And, you know, thank God for that. We've, we've never been without, but we were living paycheck to paycheck to where it was a little tight. There wasn't, you know, really a lot of extra income to just splurge and spend on this. 
But I mean, I was like obsessing over it. I was researching, reading all the blogs, watching all the YouTube videos, listening to all the podcasts. Like I was doing all my research and I came to my husband and I talked to him about it. I was like, you know, I really think I can do this, but I'm really scared for the investment. Like I was scared. I was like, I don't want to spend all this money and then fail and then have to try to recuperate it for the next couple of months. Um, so he was like, you know, if you think you can do it, then you can do it. You just need to go in and do it. You can't, you know, feel half bad about it. Either we make the investment and then you pursue this or we don't. And looking back, um, you know, I have his full support and he helps with the kids. And anytime I need to hop on a call, like right now, he's got them. So I, I have his full support and I'm so thankful for that. And that makes a world of difference for me. But those first couple investments are scary, but after it, I mean, I made back my investment in like a month. So if I would have known that going in, I wouldn't have been so scared. But yeah, it's scary at first. But that was one of the best things I've ever done. Definitely. And now it's probably not as hard for you to make investments because you know how much of a return that you can get on those. And one of the things I've been learning is you will never really truly lose your investment if your investment is in yourself. Because if you think about with that virtual assisting course, that very first one that you took, even if you wouldn't have found any clients from that, you gained a skill set that you could use in any realm. You could go to any job and use those skills. Or maybe you wouldn't have found the clients then, but maybe in like five years, you would have decided to do something with it. So I wholeheartedly, you know, agree with that, that that investment piece is so important. And that's one of the things that I want to encourage the moms who are listening is when you start to research these different ways that you could earn income and stay at home and be present with your family, you're going to come across times where you know that you need a little bit more knowledge or a little bit more skills that you need to invest in some type of a training or some help for somebody. Like, for example, if you have no idea how to design a website and you know that that's going to be important to your business, you may want to invest in having someone like Alex help you with that. If you feel that intuition inside and you feel that just kind of like that tugging and you can't forget about it, you should do it because it is going to be so worth that investment. And another thing that you talked about in the um, very beginning of your story was how um, in the beginning, you just started out with the virtual assistant, but then that really transformed as you did different things and you found out what it was that really lit you up. And and that you really had fun doing. And it was, I can just imagine that as you're designing these websites, you're just in this flow and you could go on for <laughs> hours and hours doing it and love it. So oh, yeah. in that, um, within that journey, did you have things when you were just doing the virtual assisting side and before you found that, did you have times where you were like, oh, I don't like this at all? Or, you know, feeling like I made a mistake, I shouldn't do this anymore. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, even with some clients, like I would respond to like job ops and Facebook groups, you know, we all see them. We're part of all of the entrepreneur groups. And um, a couple times, like I would message someone like, yeah, I can help you with this project. And I'd get started on it. I'd be like, 
oh crap, you know, this isn't for me, like transcribing like videos and all this other stuff. I was like, oh my gosh, this is not my jam. And I actually outsourced those. So I um, had someone that I worked closely with, you know, virtually. And I was like, look, you know, I booked this project, but it's not really my jam. And I'm kind of stuck on it, which should have only taken me, you know, two hours. It's taken me like five hours because I don't really want to do it. Like I'm procrastinating and taking forever. So I just outsourced it and, you know, paid her. And then I got some of it too, because I booked the client. And so little things like that. And then moving forward, I was like, I'm not booking another one of those projects. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I want you to tell us about like, what does a typical day or maybe it's more like a typical week look like for you? How many hours a week do you have to work in order to earn this three to 6,000 a month? And are you are you really still able to spend a lot of free time with your family? Yeah. Yeah. So actually um, there's two parts to my business. So I started off as a virtual assistant and I connected with some really great clients. And when I pivoted into website design, um, I had the conversation with them and they were like, well, we really want to keep you, you know, do you, you know, want to keep working with us and doing the hourly rate. And I was like, you know what? Yeah. So I have a couple of virtual assistant clients I work with and we're set hours per week. Um, right now for virtual assisting, I'm about at 20 hours. So I'll work those during the day. And then my website design is in the evenings and then at night when my kids go to sleep, because that is when my creativity flows. So um, it's two different parts, but yes. So my website design, I have a two week website process and we go through consultations and I meet with my clients and then, you know, we set them up to everything they need. And then I tell them, okay, like, you know, during these two weeks on Monday, we're working on, you know, your brand, your custom fonts, you know, that kind of stuff. I'm going to send these edits over to you, send them to me by Wednesday. And then, you know, I'll make the edits on Thursday. So it's that kind of thing, just back and forth and then building out their websites in the afternoons. Um, and then virtual assistant clients are during the week. And what I do is I start working around 930 in the morning. So I don't get a super early start because my kids are up early every day. So I'm up making them breakfast. Um, and then, you know, we do a little morning activity and then I sit down in my computer while they have like their little independent playtime in their rooms and they play with their toys. And then I'll do like a 30 minutes work, and then I'll take a 20 minute break. So I'll go in there, you know, we'll do stuff or um, it just it just depends. It's different every day. But that's kind of how I've been doing it this summer since they're not in school. So we've been kind of just breaking it up by like 30 minute increments and then 20 minutes. And then when they take a nap, then I sit down trying to get as much work done as possible. So we do that. And um, yeah, I mean, I spend way more time at home with them. And then even like, say it's like a Wednesday and we have like something planned or like the other week it was just a Tuesday. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to block off on my calendar and we're going to go do something. And I picked up my best friend's daughter and we all went to Build-A-Bear because they were supposed to have Pokemon Build-A-Bears. And my daughter like loves Pokemon now. And I'm like, yes, because I was obsessed with Pokemons. So we went to build a bear and I was sitting there and on the way there, I was driving and my mom went to, and I was driving. I was thinking, I was like, man, if I didn't have a business, I would be sitting at my desk at work right now, like, you know, waiting for lunch, (laughs) just (laughs) aggravated. So it's different, but I can make my own schedule and it's flexible for what works for me and my kids. And I mean, it's just, 
that alone is just priceless. So yes, and, and that is so, so true. I think about that now too, when my son and I are going to the park and it's just the middle of the day and we have as much time as we need. The only, the only time frame we have is get him home for lunch or a lot of times I'll even pack a picnic so we can stay longer if we want and then oh, yeah. make sure we're home in time for a nap. But there's no, like, it doesn't have to be a specific time. And it feels so nice to have that okay. option. And I think yeah. about what I would be doing if I was having to go to work and he was at daycare and everything you explained in the very beginning, um, of your journey about how you wanted to be there for all those little things. You wanted to see what are they even having for snack and how do they respond <laughs> when they see this certain um, character in a show even. I mean, uh-huh. it's just all those little things that you get to be a part of. And what I love is that you're doing it your way. And there's so much flexibility too, that as your kids get older and transition to school and, you know, all the different seasons of motherhood that you can continue to design it to be what you need it to be. I did want to ask you, do you ever have times since your kids are still pretty young and it's not like you can just say, okay, go spend two hours alone and I'm going to have yeah. all this block of time. Do you ever have times where you're thinking, man, I could get so much more done if, you know what I mean, if they were just like in full-time daycare or, you know, do you kind of ever have that tug and pull with, I wish I could work more? Yeah. So actually, yes. Um, like, of course, I love the freedom and flexibility to be able to spend as much time as possible with my kids. But there is times where like I'm on a roll on something and I'm like, oh, my gosh, just give me like two more hours and I can finish it. But, you know, they can't really do that. So right. I'm like, all right. So I that's why I really utilize like weekends and afternoons. So like my husband was like, you work all the time. And I'm like, look, have you ever tried to get a lot done during the day with two kids? Like, <laughs> tell me if you have. And if you've got it done, tell me your secret. So, right. <laughs> so I really utilize like my free time. So nap time, I'm rolling. Bedtime, I'm rolling. Like, And, you know, that might not work for everybody, but it's different for everybody's kids. And I actually... um we have our in-laws live very close by. And so they'll come and get them and spend time with them, which is such a blessing. I'm so thankful for that. So when they come get them and go swimming or play outside, then I'm just on it. I'm just in here like rolling, you know, like chugging Red Bull, like just working. So <laughs> yeah, there are times like that, but you just have to, and I always think I'm like, it's not going to be like this forever. You know, right. we're going to both be in school full time soon. So but yeah, I have had those times where I'm like, if I just took him to daycare, but then I don't want to take him to daycare, but then right. I'm like, it's too nice, but then I'm like, no. So and it is like an internal battle. That's something I have to tell myself all the time too, is like, this is just a season. And if I yeah. try to rush through this season or even say, well, if I, if I just put him in full-time care for this while. Well, I'm missing out on that. And that's mm-hmm. my dream. My ultimate dream is to be there with him during that time. So yeah, really having to like keep those priorities straight, especially when you find something like you have that you love to do. Um, mm-hmm. It can be a challenge. It can be more challenging than you would think that it could be. Yeah. 
Well, another practical aspect of the business that I wanted to ask you about was pricing. So I know that this is one of the things that's hard for people who are starting out is how do you know how much to charge? So when you were very first starting out as a virtual assistant, how did you know how much to charge? And then did you have to increase that as time went on? Yeah, absolutely. So one of the great things about investing in a course that kind of covers all the bases is pricing is one of those things that they touch on. And actually what I have found is pricing is like 1% numbers and 99% mindset. So it's like, okay, I understand I need to make at least two grand a month to pay my mortgage and to make sure our lights and we have groceries. But uh, I don't know if I'm worth that. I don't know if someone would pay me to do this for them the answer is yes. Like these skills are, you know, worth it. Business owners, it's not that they can't do these things, but they don't have time and they'd rather put their time in other spots. So it was definitely a struggle at first. But then when I started, you know, I set my rate, I started off my rate at like $20 an hour as a virtual assistant. And that's like mid range. And then I kept getting yeses and yeses. And I was like, huh, this is good. So then after about three months, I reevaluated and then bumped it up some. And so that's what I kind of go off of is, I go by, okay, what is bare minimum that I need to make? How many clients do I need to sign each month? Or I look at it, I mainly look at it on a quarterly basis. And then I go from there, okay, can I up it? You know, okay, if I invest in, if I start outsourcing in a virtual assistant to help me, you know, with my social media or some of my client onboarding process, um, how much will I have to increase my rate? So it's kind of those little things, but um it really was a mindset thing in the beginning. And I even still have like a little bit of imposter syndrome when I'm about to send a proposal. And I'm like, is somebody really going to pay me this to build their website? And then I, I'll just sit there for a second. And I'm like, okay, I just hit the enter button and send it. And then it comes back signed and paid. So I'm like, wow. well, maybe, you know, maybe it's just me. Maybe it's just me. And I have read a lot of books too that help with mindset. Um, so I definitely recommend, you know, if that's something you struggle with then look up books or ask like a Facebook group community what works for you. Um, yeah. I think you are so spot on with that. Mindset is the biggest piece of all of this. And just in talking to you for this short time, I can tell that you've really worked on that, number one. But number two, you are in a business owner mindset. You are not in a self-employed mindset. You have shifted over to business owner because um, two of the main things that you've mentioned that make me know that is, number one, you make investments into yourself and into your business. Um, and that's what a business owner does. They make investments. They don't say, well, I have to spend this money on my business. No, it's an investment. And then number two, you talk about outsourcing when you need help and and maybe even outsourcing things that you don't enjoy as much or they take up too much of your time. How did you get to that place where you, um, you know, were ready to outsource? And also, just how did you get your mindset to that place where you were like, okay, it's actually more um, effective and productive for me to hire someone else to do this piece so that I can do these other things? Yeah, so I actually came to that um, 
at a point where I don't recommend anybody go. Like I was burnt out and I don't recommend anybody to do that. And you just feel stressed and you're like, oh, I got to finish this. It's always in the back of your mind. You feel like you don't have enough time and you feel like it's not going to be good enough. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to pay somebody to do this for me. And when I did that, it was like instant relief taken off of my shoulders and I felt so much better. It was really hard to try to find someone who I could work with well. Um, Thankfully, I already knew someone who we have very similar personalities because, you know, as like a website designer and doing this tech stuff and like virtual assisting, I have like a very perfectionist mind. Like I just want stuff done like a certain way. So when I just explained it to her and she's like, oh, yeah, I got that. And so we'll work together like on a project basis as need be. Um, I'm still working on like trying to find a virtual assistant to work alongside of me monthly because she just doesn't have capacity to do that, um, you know, with more hours. So that is something I'm looking for. And I have interviewed with a couple that I think would be good fits. Um, but I'm still like interviewing and trying to find like the right time and like the right way to, you know, offload these tasks and, you know, set them up for success because I don't want them to, to just throw them in and then be like, Hey, I want you to do this. And they do it. I'm like, Oh, I don't like it like that. So it's really like finding somebody who works well with you um, and not getting too far gone to the point where you're burnt out because then it starts to affect you and your client relationships and then the work that you do. So, yeah. Right. And I think that's important to find that person that works well with you and, and to take time to find the right fit and, and not, it might not be a perfect fit, but to try your best to find that good fit because you're going to spend a lot of time training that person and, and teaching them your systems and getting them to the place where it's a good flow. And you don't want to spend all that time and then realize a month or two months in, like, this isn't going to work out because of personalities yeah. or because it's just not a good fit. So that is such, such good advice about that. Well, our time is already <laughs> coming to a close and I just feel like we're just beginning, but I would like you to just give a final word of advice to those moms out there who are just wanting to find a way they need to earn at least $2,000 a month to make it in their household. And they are maybe just feeling a little bit stuck or they need that little bit of encouragement. What advice do you have for our listeners? Yeah, I would say my biggest regret is not starting sooner. Like my biggest regret is seriously like stalling and watching YouTube videos and reading all the blogs when I already knew that I wanted to do it. If I could have got started months before, I would be already be months ahead. So that's one thing that I definitely, if it's in your mind, it's in your heart and you feel like pulled to do this, there's a reason for that. And you need to take the leap and you need to do it and you need to try. And if the first time doesn't work, then, you know, reposition yourself or pivot into something that you, you know, enjoy more like I did. And um, don't be scared to invest in yourself. Um, that is the best thing you can do is just having that investment to invest in yourself. It's scary at first, especially if it's something expensive, but you can find, you know, courses and resources at your price range. Um, and another thing that of course, I'm going to say because I'm like a website designer, but it's actually really important to have a website, even if you just like you're just starting out. Um, 
I like for me, I sell website templates, Squarespace templates, which are like, you know, 200 bucks on Etsy. You can go get started with that. And just having that to send to a potential client instead of like send them a long list of emails of services that you do and that you can offer. If you already have that on your website and then you have results and you, you know, you're speaking right to them, that helps them make a decision way, way quicker. And then you can get found easier on Google and other things like that. So um, you know, start when you feel pulled to start. Don't procrastinate. Don't be scared to invest in yourself. And websites are really important and they do more than just like a pretty brochure. <laughs> I love it. How can our listeners connect with you if they want to find out more about your services or even just talk to you more about your journey to um, earning at least $2,000 a month? Yeah, so I would say the easiest way to get in contact with, with me would be through Instagram. So my handle is Alex Edwards VA, like virtual assistant at the end. I just haven't changed it. I've just used it so much. Or um, just go to my website and book a consultation with me. I have like a 30-minute call in there if you want to talk about like websites or anything like that. And I'm actually starting my blog. So I'm going to be publishing good content on there about, you know, how to optimize your website and set it up for success. So they can visit my website. It's alexedwards-design.com. And yeah, that's how they connect with me. And I'd look forward to connecting with others. That's awesome. And I just want to tell all the listeners, go look at her website. It is so pretty. All of her designs are so beautiful. So don't be surprised if I pop up with a website soon that is designed by Alex. (laughs) Well, Alex, thank you so much for being here. And I am just so glad we got to talk today. Yeah, thank you for having me. This was great, Stephanie. The goal of this podcast is to inspire and encourage as many moms as possible to design their lives in a way that allows them to have freedom and flexibility to spend as much time with their kids as possible and earn the income they need for their families. You can help me reach more moms by subscribing to, reviewing, and sharing the podcast. I love connecting with my listeners. So reach out and leave a review. If you have an idea for someone who should be a guest on the show, or you would like me to find a guest in a specific field, let me know. I'm here to serve you. Join me next week for another episode of the Capital Mom Podcast.